Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Mortensen. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. Thank you so much for watching this podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about How can we get peace in the midst of chaos? There is so much going on in the world right now, especially what's with with the war in Israel. And I'm just wondering, have you found yourself more tired lately? Or do you feel like you kind of take on the world's problems without really realizing it? Like you have this compassion and you have this huge heart, but then you aren't quite sure how to funnel this. You know, this is love that comes from God. This is you being created in the image of God. But honestly, Jesus didn't get like this. Jesus didn't get exhausted. He just went alone, off alone to be with his heavenly father. So how do we live like Jesus with this peace and even joy in the difficulties that we face in the world and even in our own lives? How do we find peace when there's war in other countries and we maybe don't have that in our own life? In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how we can do this, how we can truly live in peace in the midst of this chaos around the world in our own lives that we have. This is not done in our power, but it's the way that Jesus modeled for us. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, I welcome you to be here with me in this episode and to be with every single person that is listening. God, I pray for every listener to be able to step into a place of more mental fitness, which means they're able to actually operate in the place of having a healthy soul. So their mind, their will, and their emotions is more connected with Jesus, more connected with their creator, that they're able to operate in the design that God has given them, that they actually can be healthy. They can communicate well. They can have a healed body and a healed mind and healthy emotional skill set. And so I pray for that right now, Lord, for the listeners to be able to step into this place of, I actually can be at peace in the midst of the difficulties around me and that we can center ourselves around you, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that I can say everything that it is that you want me to say, nothing more, nothing less, Lord. I am your vessel that has been co-crucified with you, Jesus. It's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I pray, Lord, that this can be a blessing for those who are listening. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Well, thank you so much for those of you who do follow me. Um, Please make sure to check me out on all the social media sites, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, and also on TikTok. Um, If you follow me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please click where you can actually rate it and rate the podcast. Um, I have also written a book called The Brave Encourager, which talks about pulling the gold from others instead of pointing out the things that we're struggling with them. So please check that book out on Amazon as well. I've had some really great interviews 
lately. And I really want to encourage you to check out those previous episodes and check out these people that I've had on um, and support their ministries as well. I think there's some really important causes and important things that I think God is really stirring in many of our hearts. Um, It doesn't mean you need to do everything, but just listen and notice what stirs in you. Um, I think there's many of us that are like, what's my purpose? What's my destiny? And God is really looking for those that are saying yes. Um, And there's some huge opportunities out there right now to be able to actually step into some other ministries and help and be an intercessor or even volunteer. All right, so I want to speak um, Luke 5.16. So this is where Jesus, Jesus, it says, so Jesus, he himself will often withdraw into the wilderness and he prayed. And so before this verse was said, Jesus was healing the sick. He was casting out demons. I mean, he was busy. And so, you know, he's this in this active ministry. People are following him. People are like wanting to touch the hem of his garments. But no matter how busy he got, no matter how people were chasing after him and, you know, coming through the roof of a, a house, he would go off into the wilderness and he would pray with his father. So he is modeling for us how we can be. And so obviously that's where I want to go to in this when I'm talking to you is that each of us can go to that place of going off into the secret place of being with our father God, being with Jesus, being with Holy Spirit. But as a mental health therapist, I look and I say, well, why are we doing that? You know, well, some of us, we just need to know to do that. And many of us will be able to just be like, okay, I can go do this. And I'm going to make a commitment to, you know, spend 20 minutes a day and spending time with God. Like that's easy for some of you. But many of us, we get really distracted and we get very busy and we have so many things that we're doing that we don't slow down. Um, And so I'm going to kind of break this down and talk about some of the things that I think cause us to struggle with this and how can we get to that place where we can actually be at peace in the midst of this. About a year ago, I wrote on my whiteboard in my office, um, intimacy and chaos. Um, I also wrote all a fire needs is a small flame. And so these were things, two things that I wrote in there to really stir my faith. At the time, it was not something that I believed. And I would say still the Lord is working with me on these things. And I put it on there to say, okay, that's all a fire needs is a small flame. And I can have intimacy in the midst of chaos. And in it, I feel like the Holy Spirit was like speaking to to me, like it doesn't matter what you have around you, you can have intimacy with me, that I am number one. And so my brain doesn't really get it, but my spirit catches it. So that's why I put it on there. And I knew that this intimacy is bigger than the things that we deal with in this world. Because I've heard enough sermons where it talks about your circumstances don't matter, you know, you need to focus on God. Um, But it's like, how do I actually do that? How do I get there? Um, Because real faith looks like being at peace in the midst of chaos. You know, being a Christian is being at peace no matter what. And there's many of us that really don't operate in this place um, and you know, we can tend to kind of side on the place of like talking about our offenses and we can might gossip. And again, not bad intentions, but we can really get lost with the things of the world instead of learning how to actually focus it in line with where God actually wants us to move. And it's not that he's mad at us if we don't do that, but when we're more at peace, 
we can do more for the kingdom of God and people around us are at peace more and they actually experience God's kingdom as well. And so it's how the kingdom expands. The more we are at peace, the more people around us are at peace and the more Jesus like grows in other people and it's encouraging. And so if we just stay small and we just stay in that place of stress because of all the things that we're worried about, we're not able to keep moving forward um, with the abundant life that God desires for us. And we kind of can get really distracted in what the enemy is trying to have us shift on, even if what we're focusing on is something that is good. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7, very popular verses, but it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests, requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The key that is in this is the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. So we have to remember this. I'm going to, I'll come back to this, that we don't understand this peace, but it is the peace of God. And so there's many of us who've actually experienced this and we're like, I know, I know what you're talking about, Heidi. (laughs) I've experienced that. I've been in a church service and all of a sudden this wave comes over me and I'm like, what happened? How did I feel that? That's the peace of God. Okay. Some of us haven't experienced it, but we believe it. There's this faith that we have. We're like, yes, I know and I believe that. And so, and some of us have even like seen it upon other people. And so there's many ways that we've experienced this besides just hearing it with our ears. So we want to be able to step into this place of where we we can learn how to operate in it because it doesn't make sense to our mind. Many of us, it's very offensive. So how can we actually get there? How do we move from, okay, Jesus, you're saying that we are to be at peace. I've experienced it in a church service, or I've experienced it here, here, and here. But right now, I'm not. Right now, I'm freaking out. Right now, I'm very worried about what's happening in Israel. I'm very concerned about my kids or my my marriage or my business or whatever it is. Like, But that other time, I experienced it. And this time, I experienced but I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> so the first step is, to do just what I said. Be honest with Jesus, just like how I was right there. You know, we kind of pull from heaven by saying, Jesus, like you state that we can experience this peace that surpasses all understanding. And I have experienced it at church or, you know, that time at that retreat. But right now I'm not, I am freaking out right now, God. And I am so worried and I'm so stressed out. Like, don't sugarcoat it. Don't act like you're fine when you're not. But here's the key. Talk about it with God. Journal it. Don't just vent to the world and do it to many different people so that you kind of feels good in the moment. Talk to God about it. We want to give, cast our cares upon Him. And as you're doing this, you can see it going to Him. I actually, I'm not more visual, so I can actually picture it going to Him. I've seen like almost like a dump trucks at times giving my concerns to God. Um, but you want to be like a child. Talk to your Heavenly Father. And then also in this step, you can talk to a mentor, talk to a parent, talk to a friend like I, or a wise counselor. And like I said before, we don't want to just be venting, venting, venting to a bunch of different people just to feel good. We want to genuinely be saying, 
I am needing some help. And we speak out and say, I need some guidance in this. I don't want to stay in this place of stress. I want what Jesus says, which is the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I'm not feeling that right now. And so as you genuinely do that, and you speak up as a child, and whether it's a person, whether it's Jesus, whether it's in your journal, wherever it is that you're speaking up, they then can say, I can help you. I can pray for you. And that surrender, that release is where that peace can start to come in. But we have to be willing to, to surrender the pain, surrender the story, surrender the mystery. Much of what we have, what we're concerned about, there's a mystery to it and we cannot figure it out. This is where the peace that surpasses all understanding comes in. We cannot figure out that we're like, okay, I'm giving you a mystery that I don't have any answers in, and you're going to give me peace. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. That is what the kingdom of God is like. This is why he's a supernatural God. We can't explain everything. And so number two is, I kind of talked about it a little bit, but it's getting heaven's perspective. And so you might want to search and find some Bible verses that are specific for your situation. You can even just declare the peace that surpasses all understanding. You might want to take some time on this one and ask Holy Spirit. In your journaling, in your venting, you can then say, okay, Jesus, what do you think about this? And wait for a response you know, what do you think about this situation? What do you think about what's happening in Israel? What do you think about what's happening with your, with my child? What do I do? How do I handle the situation? And, and be able to really get God's perspective on it. Sometimes we're so angry and frustrated that we can't even get there. This is why the first step is so important that we can release our stuff, be like a child, cast our cares upon God so that he takes it. So then when we can get God's perspective, we're kind of emptied out a little bit from him so that he can then give us that perspective. I have an example of one. Uh, My six-year-old son can get pretty emotional at times and at times will have tantrums, um, but can be also very loving. I can get frustrated as a mom because of this because it it just happens often. Like it's not like, a oh, here's a one-time thing and I get a lot more peace from it. It's kind of an ongoing thing. But when I ask Holy Spirit, I hear that he is a natural leader and that he's very passionate and really good at getting others together and connected to do things. So basically, I could say my son can sell ice to Eskimos. Um, He's very persuasive and he's really good at being able to get people to do things that they maybe wouldn't want to do. But when he's not in this place of like operating with this passion or being heard and in a place where he's able to make have an influence, he gets really frustrated and he doesn't always have the words to what's going on. And so it can be really hard. And especially being six years old, it comes out with big emotions and it comes out as a tantrum. And so for me, being able to have heaven's perspective in this can give me the patience to move through the tantrum and the tantrum and the situation. I'm like, okay, he's a leader. He's a leader. He's a leader. And so I'm in those moments being able to have patience um, in that so that I don't get so frustrated. So it helps me to then parent better. It helps me to have more perspective. 
and get less frustrated. I mean, basically, it's it's heaven's perspective in that moment. So I'm going to keep checking in with Holy Spirit on this, though. So, you know, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, it might be different. And I got to stay connected to the source, stay connected to God so that I can continue to keep getting that perspective from my son. Um, and so what I also make sure to do is I encourage him, like Holy Spirit's really shown me, your son needs a lot of encouragement. So I make sure to do that because I know that's going to help him to have healthier emotions. Okay. And so it's just something that I have done to get heaven's perspective on a situation that really could go really bad and does sometimes still. So, I mean, it's still not perfect, but it's less bad and it's so much better this way. All right, so number three is to have healthy boundaries. It's okay to turn the news off, to turn your phone off, not go to that family function. You can actually say no to some things, okay? If you know you're gonna get triggered because you're gonna be around a certain person and you haven't worked through something yet, it's okay to say no because you don't feel like you're in a good place yet, all right? Maybe you don't wanna invite that person that's really struggling and is pretty toxic to everyone else in the moment, okay? That's not being rude. I feel like there's many of you that are like, well, I have to because they're family and I, and I have to. No, you, you don't have to. If it's going to cause more disruption for everybody else, including yourself, it's okay. But what you need to do is you need to be assertive. You want to be clear with your needs and your wants. Often we're passive and we like hope people will know what may mean. No, no one's going to know what you mean if you're not clear. I, I hear this a lot from people. They'll say, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Tell me and be clear. Tell me what you mean. You know, people will then get upset if then they later don't know what I mean. And then they'll get all offensive like, well, they didn't, they didn't even know. Well, you didn't you didn't tell them. You weren't clear. So this is a quote from Brene Brown. She says, be clear. Clear is kind. Okay. And so just in, in this, like focusing on like, it's okay to focus on what you need for yourself in that moment. Now, if it's 10, 20 years from now, and you're still doing the same thing that I'm talking about, that's a different story. I'm just talking about in situations, we need to have these healthy boundaries, but we've got to be tending to ourselves and working on our own self if we're bothered by people or triggered by certain situations. Um, or if they're struggling and they're not in a good place, it's okay for us to say, you know what, I'm going to draw a healthy boundary here right now, when you're in that situation and you're struggling with that addiction, I don't want you around my kids. I mean, these are hard things that people have to deal with, but they help cause, help us to have situations that would be really bad, not get worse. And so even though it's still hard, still a tough situation, we don't make it worse. So again, like I was saying, chaos, but there's more peace in the midst of the chaos. Okay. All right, so number four is that we want to pray, okay? We want to pray what God sees. We pray for Israel. We pray for the people in the Middle East. You know, we pray for people in the different wars across the world. We pray for our family members that we're worried about and concerned about. So we make declarations. We thank God for what he's doing. We don't stay in the grumbling, okay? So we vent to God. We're a little child. We ask heaven's perspective, and then we pray, Okay, number five is probably the most important one. This is the one that Jesus did where he went off to be alone with Jesus. We need to spend time 
with God. So that means either soaking, it means worshiping, just being with God. Um, This is not wasted time. And I'm saying this because I'm speaking to myself. I grew up in a very hardworking family. I grew up on a farm. And so I still am that way that, you know, very hardworking and can, I can get a lot done in a short amount of time. But I have learned through revelations from God that it's not wasted time when you sit and soak, when you sit and you spend time with Jesus and you're just alone with God. Okay, now, now this means not outwardly praying. This is why this is a separate thing from prayer. It's important that we sit and we receive and we soak and we're a little child. It's very different from the asking, the praying, you know, saying I would like this to happen or, you know, it's our wish list or whatever it is that we're praying and asking for, which is wonderful. We still want to do, but it's important that we sit and we just, we, we just sit, we just receive. So we just say, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you you know, sometimes putting on some worship music can be helpful. Um, I'd say start with five minutes, move to 10 minutes. You know, if you can go longer than that, it's amazing. If your mind goes off, just come back to focusing on Jesus and just sit with him. And if you want, you can just ask, what do you think of me? You know, and if he says, I love you, then just, I love you too. And just sit in that place of Jesus loves me. Just as simple as that. It's so important to do that because then you get filled up to then go deal with the chaos. This place of receiving his love gives you that place of that peace that surpasses all understanding so that you can go handle all the cares that you have to deal with in your life. So it's so important that we do this. I think it's Matthew 10, 8, where it says, freely receive, freely we give. It's so important that we receive. And number six is being God-focused, not me-focused. We want to look up and forward, not down and backwards. And I know in therapy, I often will be helping people to look down and backwards because that's kind of what we do. But what I'm doing is I'm helping to like get at the roots, pull the roots so that we can move forward. A lot of times we get stuck and we can't look forward and up because of the past root lies that we have and the trauma we've had from the past that makes us look down and back. So I wanted you to let go of that shame. Romans 8.1 says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are often looking down and back, it's because there's some trauma that needs to get uprooted. So that would be something that I would ask you to do is to get some help, get inner healing, deliverance, counseling, so that you can pull up those roots, so that you can be God-focused and look forward and up. So I'm going to end with this message that I saw on Instagram. Um, It was actually from the church called Jesus Image in Orlando, Florida, in an interview that they had with Bill Johnson. I don't have every single word accurate, but most of them is um, pretty, pretty majority of what he said. So this is from Bill Johnson, pastor of Bethel Church in Redding, California. If I don't live by the praises of men, I won't die by their criticisms. Don't build your identity out either by your failures or your successes. That's not who you are. You are someone who is called by name, by Jesus Christ himself, unto himself. All of the opportunities that he gives us, whether they are breakthroughs or tragedies or things that disappoint us, they are components that make up our lives. If your identity is built in your success in your business or your family or your ministry, your identity flounders when you've had a bad week. 
learning how to manage your heart without becoming introspective is a key. Keep your eyes on Jesus and not on yourself. On my best day and my worst day, it's all about Him. I'm going to watch over the attitude of my heart. When it's wrong, I will repent fast, and I'm not going to make it about me. So God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for Hebrews 12, one through two, that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnared us and that you let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame that has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so I thank you that we can operate in this place of the peace that surpasses all understanding, that we can talk to you as a child, that we can let our cares go before you, that we can pray and we can thank you, that we can focus on you and look up and forward instead of down and back, that we can live in the midst of your peace no matter what's around us. We thank you, we praise you, and we worship you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.